Welcome to Beyond Leadership, at the intersection of leadership and everything else. In this Cleveland Clinic podcast, we will co-mingle with extraordinary thinkers and explore the impact of their ideas and experiences on leadership and management. Hello, I'm Gina Cronin. Uh, I serve as Chief Talent Officer at Cleveland Clinic and honored to guide leadership and development for our 66,000 caregivers throughout our health system globally. Today, we have the opportunity to enjoy some coffee and good dialogue with Dr. Brian Bulwell, the host of the Beyond Leadership podcast. And what we'd like to do over the next few minutes is really learn more from Brian about his experiences, his outlook on what leadership means. But by way of introduction, Brian serves as the Director of Physician Leadership and Development here at Cleveland Clinic. But he has deep clinical practice and leadership practice over the past 30 years, caring for and leading um, the treatment for cancer patients. Uh, clinical expertise in bone marrow transplant, Brian is also currently the chairman of the Tossig Cancer Institute at Cleveland Clinic and has really spearheaded patient access, ensuring that cancer patients have very rapid treatment to life-saving treatments. So good morning, Brian. Great to hear you. Hi, Gina. Thank you very much for uh, the opportunity. Absolutely. So why don't we... Um, go right in and um, hear a little bit from you about your own experience. And uh, we know that our caregivers and people outside of our organization are always really eager to learn about the journey that our leaders have taken. Um, almost like there's a recipe. And you have served in a number of leadership positions, whether it's from uh, national clinical trials, governance positions at Cleveland Clinic. How did you get here? Well, I, I think that my recipe is probably not a great one to follow, but I'd be happy to share um, share my journey. I, I, I came here um, as a leukemia doctor uh, back in 1987, and within 18 months of starting, I was basically handed the leadership of the bone marrow transplant program because the, the two other individuals who were performing transplants left the organization. And so... Uh, I was, I think, um, from a leadership perspective, very naive, but I, I was a pretty good doc, and so I, my, my focus was to try to make the program as good as we could clinically, and, and we were able to do that, and, and interestingly, I knew, I kind of had this intuitive thought at the time that I needed to build a good team, and certainly the more I've learned about leadership over the years, building teams is certainly an essential component to leadership. But um, we we built research. We we started to make the program somewhat known nationally, and we and we had a lot of growth in the program. So that was all very satisfying. And along the way, Gina, I actually did have other leadership opportunities. I I was uh, elected to the board of governors, and then. I was um, appointed as a vice chief of staff in the chief of staff's office, and I led the space committee, which here at the clinic is a pretty important committee because we we decide who gets what space, and that's everybody wants more space. And so that, that becomes something that you wind up getting to know everybody pretty quickly because they're always coming at you asking for more space. Um, but I think that the, the inflection point for me from a leadership perspective was uh, about 17, 18 years ago when I was uh, on uh, 
uh, the executive committee of the organization, and we all had a very deep 360, which is, for those of you uh, listening to this who don't know what a 360 is, basically um, people who work with you are asked about your leadership style and your leadership skills, your strengths, your weaknesses. <clears throat> and the 360 that was done for, at the time for us on the executive committee was a pretty thorough one in which we all had two different um, executive development coaches and, and they did in-person interviews with about 12 stakeholders. And, and then they presented a report to me, a 25-page report in which they went over my strengths and my weaknesses. And uh, I was assuming that uh, most of the report would talk about my strengths and, and boy was I was wrong. I was, uh, I was uh, greeted with a report that devoted about 24 and three quarters pages to my weaknesses and maybe a quarter of a page to my strengths, whatever that strength was, uh, which was really important for me to hear and was a very important lesson for me to, to learn. I think that through my initial leadership journey, primarily running the bone marrow transplant program, I was a very passionate patient advocate. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that that was good, but it also came at a cost. And I think the cost was I didn't realize enough the importance of, uh, number one, supporting your team and the importance that uh, your team is to carry out any sort of <clears throat> task or goal. Um, as well as um, the importance of communication, the importance of transparency. And so I, I, you know, you can take these things one of two ways. You can kind of deny them and say, well, you know, I'm actually not that bad. Or you can actually internalize it and say, all right, what do I need to do to get better? And I want to get better. I, I, I want to be as good a leader as I possibly can be. And so in my case, uh, I've always kind of been interested in psychology. I actually kind of mined in psychology in, in, in college. And, and I started to read books on leadership. And I started to study leadership. And I wanted to get better at it. And it was, it was pretty cool because I, I learned a lot of things that I didn't know. And, and then the trick, Gina, is, of course, you have to change your behavior. I mean, having knowledge about leadership isn't good enough. If you're going to improve, you have to change what you do and you have to change how you do it. And that's been my journey for the past 18 or so years. I, I continue to try to learn as much as I can. I continue to try to, to improve as much as I can. And, and, I, and I'm quite self-reflective of, of how I do almost every conversation that I have, I tend to reflect back and think, what could I have done better? Or what, usually it's, what did I mess up? Uh, it, it's not easy in a virtual world to have a, a totally seamless conversation sometimes. And I, I frequently fear that, um, that, I, that I, I need to do better figuring out how to do Zoom conversations. But, um, but I'm always thinking about what I can do to get better because I'm always thinking that I probably didn't do as well as I could have. So that in brief is, is kind of how I landed where I am. Th thanks for sharing that, Brian. And I'd love to follow up for a second on the 360 feedback that you got and how pivotal that was to you and your growth. Um, and for those who aren't familiar with 360, that's really, it's a 360 view you're hearing from everyone, from your boss, your managers, your peers, your direct reports. There's a quote 
um, that says pain plus reflection equals progress. Uh, and you had to have humility in that moment. Um, and here you are, you know, a, a leader of one of the world's greatest cancer centers, Harvard trained. How does humility and leadership work together? I love that quote, Gina. I think that's essential. I think that uh, number one, I think if you think that you know it all, you're you're not you're not either being honest with yourself or you're somewhat naive. You never know it all. Mm -hmm. I think that um, you know people in academic medicine like to get A's. I mean, you know, we we do really well academically. Most of us have and study really hard and mm -hmm. and hearing negative feedback is very difficult. And it did cause pain for me. And, and I think that that was important because I think that that sort of discomfort was necessary for me to seriously want to change and get better. Because all of us, you know, think that our intentions are noble. All of us think that, you know, we're always trying to, to do the right thing. And if people could only see things from our perspective, it would make sense. But if your message is misinterpreted or that's not how people view you, then all your good intentions don't really mean very much if, if the message isn't delivered in a way that people can, can grasp and, and believe. I mean, you have to be authentic. Mm -hmm. I think humility is essential and, and I've become my own biggest critic. Now, I'm not sure that that's the healthiest thing in the world, but in any event, uh, you have to believe that you can always learn. Um, and these days it's interesting. I, I, I get people sending me things about leadership and I'm just thinking that, that this week somebody sent me an article talking about how one of the requirements of leaders is that they read. Uh, good leaders read all the time. And, and I think that means that they're trying to, trying to absorb information about not just leadership, about how teams work, how organizations work, uh, and they're always trying to trying to figure out how to do things a little better. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that they're both important. I think that the humility is key. And, and again, at least for me, uh, having the pain or discomfort um, was essential for me to change. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Brian. And, you know, what I, in the many conversations we've had, what I most appreciate is your ability to take complex problems, whether it's organizational structure or clinical and really distill them down to what matters most. So with that being said, what do you think is most important for a leader? Well, this is something I've thought a lot about, Gina, and I think it comes down to three fundamental principles and, and, and they are, number one, it's, it's not about you. Number two, it's all about you. And number three, um, kind of to your point, um, that you have to be able to focus on what's important. So in order, I think that fundamentally leadership is about supporting other people. And, and in healthcare, I think that supporting your employees is every bit as important as supporting your patients. And, and I think that employee engagement is important. I think that, that hiring great teams is important. One of my favorite quotes is, Great teams are magnets for great talent, and I believe that to be true. 
And the whole serving leader concept is about upending the pyramid and making your employees more important than the leader. And I, and I really believe that. And secondly, it's all about you means you've got to, uh, character development and leadership development are one and the same. You, you have to continue to, to uh, have integrity, to, um, to do the right thing, um, and to have the courage to be vulnerable. I mean, courage is a really important part of leadership because a lot of times you're in very uncomfortable situations and you have to decide what you're going to do. Are you going to live your values and be true to your North Star and, and do the right thing? Or are you going to not? Are you going to do sometimes a more politically expedient thing? It's not to say that you have to, you know, fall on your sword every minute of the day. But, but for the stuff that's really important, I do think that you need to have the courage to, to, to live your values. And, and I think that I think that's essential to good leadership. And then finally, ultimately leaders have to deliver results. And, and so how do you do that? And there's all sorts of um, things to remember and, and, and classes to, to, to attend to, to try to figure that out. But I've always thought that within a very complex, environment, if you can distill it, the challenges down to the core essential challenges, and if you do those well, generally everything else is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, so in, in healthcare, in running a big clinical enterprise like the Cancer Center, I think it comes down to your employees, your patients, and your patients mean delivering great care and having very good quality as well as having really good access. I mean, you mentioned that earlier, access is really important to me. And then the third thing is to be a good steward of the organization, which means um, growth and you have to be financially accountable. Uh, for those of us in the cancer center trying to cure cancer and, and being forward thinking from a research perspective is, is also very important. But so even if you just keep it to those four, um, that's a lot more manageable, I think, than focusing on 150 different metrics that you may in fact be judged on on a scorecard. And, and, and sometimes information comes very quickly and it comes in different ways and different places, but you still gotta be able to siphon off the extraneous stuff and, and really focus on, on the core. That's, that's always what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. And at least that's worked for me. So as, as we're launching Beyond Leadership, why this podcast and why now? Well, we think that, you know, the clinic part of our mission is, is, to, is to educate. And, and we, you know, when I recruit physicians, I talk about the fact that we're a little different than most academic medical centers because we make a commitment to people over their entire career. A lot of academic medical centers, the first three or four years are really important to a new faculty member to kind of publish or perish. Um, maybe it's not quite that draconian, but there, there is that that's, that's embedded in a lot of the academic cultures. And we're committed to try to develop people over their entire career. And so you couple that with, um, with the fact that we're, 
we have a, a major interest in, in teaching leadership to our physicians. Uh, we think there's a pretty healthy appetite for that um, throughout the country and, and beyond the country. And, and one of the things that, that we thought we'd do is, is not just talk to healthcare leaders, but talk to leaders from other, other industries and, and get their take on leadership and see how that can be applicable in a very broad way uh, to leadership in general. Uh, so we think the timing's pretty good, and and we're actually very pleased with with the podcast that we that we have planned, and uh, we certainly hope that uh, that our audience uh, likes them as well. Well, thank you, Brian. I think it it was terrific to hear more from you, and uh, I know there's lots of exciting leadership uh, podcasts planned ahead where we can delve into different topics with you in the host realm. Uh, as we close out this introductory episode, we want to have the listeners get to know you with just a quick lightning round of choice questions. Um, so I'll, I'll run them by you and, um, and then we'll wrap up. So the first is telling or listening? Listening. I mean, it's Coffee. more important to listen. You've got to listen. Coffee or chocolate? Uh, I actually like Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Third choice. Physician white coat or business suit coat? I don't think that's an either or. I think that I'm very proud of my, my skills as a clinician. And so, of course, I wear a white coat for that. But I think that there are forums um, where wearing a business coat is appropriate. Um, but if I had to pick, I'd probably pick my white coat. Mm -hmm. Browns or Steelers? Browns. And lastly, teaching or learning? Ooh, I like both, um, but uh, I'm very into learning, Gina. I, 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 I want to keep getting better. I want to keep reading. I want to try to figure out how to, but part of the reason why I want to learn is I want to learn how to teach this better. I think that my teaching skills need work. Uh, I think I can improve significantly in teaching leadership, and I'm very looking, very much looking forward to trying to do that. Thank you very much, Brian. This has been great getting to know you, hearing your insights on leadership, and really excited for Beyond Leadership. Thank you very much, Gina. I appreciate all of your help during this journey. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond Leadership. We welcome any topic ideas, comments, or questions about this or any past episodes. Email us at executiveeducation at ccf.org or by clicking on the link in the show notes.